what really does it feel like you leaving your current job right now and you going full-time mainstream in the web3 space and you trying to like make a career from it do you really think you're going to be a success or do you think you're going to end up as a failure now we've seen lots of builders a lot of founders make up stories or put up articles about how they left their current real life job and decided to like go full-time into crypto and it turned out big and you know really really um paved the way for where they currently are right now and yep uh that's something i've thought about i'm not gonna lie <laughs> you know most people really can't relate to what we the crypto guys we were three guys are always thinking about because we're trying to like think about the future and it's not me trying to like you know throw shades at people who are doing real life jobs some real life jobs are actually paying crazy amounts of money but then um there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with you doing what you love and you making some crazy ass money from it <laughs> i'm wishing you guys success if that's what you're waiting for to be honest but then this episode is going to be an eye opener to you stay tuned guys Hello everyone and it's glad having you join me on this exciting episode of your favorite Web3 podcast, Inside the Hive. And you know who's behind the mic, it's me, Fizzy. I'm glad having you on our big episode 49. We are just one episode away from smashing episode 50, guys. I'm really, really I'm super, super excited about that because we actually wanted to do this before the year runs out and this is us smashing it two months before the year runs out and we have more time to kill that number so it's more like an all-time high all-time high all-time high and if this is your first time joining us or listening to my podcast i would love to welcome you to the high family glad having you join us get ready to be entertained and get ready to have some value-filled podcast if you're a regular listener as always i love you guys thank you for always showing up and thank you for always supporting me do well to give us a five-star rating on the spotify app and don't forget to turn on those notification buttons so you duly get notified whenever we get to release a brand new podcast now guys what's been going on in the web 3 space we've had a couple of news in this new week um i'll be starting with the star arena because i'm a <laughs> i'm an avalanche community guy so yeah let's start with star arena so star arena has really resumed um they resumed um you know um activities as well and there's something no there's something when i say something good i have to comment it but when i say something that's not really good i have to say it i have to voice it out so they made an announcement um yesterday or sorry they made an announcement on tuesday that um trading on the star right now is going to resume and it's going to resume within um 24 hours of when they made that statement what i'm complaining about what i'm saying is why was they know an announcement when they knew trading had begun because i was on a whatsapp group chat with a couple of my friends and someone just came from nowhere and was like hey star arenas is trading you know trading outside i'm like no bro it's not started they were going to like make a statement after 24 hours and it was like it's trade i'm like okay i went to their twitter account sorry their x account there was no official statement till i saw a couple of my friends on Everlabs on avalanche that was like hey trading i'm like why would you do that man is this you giving some kind of like insiders enough time to buy tickets of popular people or what that's something i'm not really i'm not really supportive about so yep this is me letting the star and our team know that they didn't do really well but then you guys trading and started you could go buy my tickets 
buy my tickets and you're going to get more alphas on my podcast now there's also another news that has been killing it lately is the coin telegraph you know alleged fake or false rumors now on tuesday coin telegraph made an official statement that the sex which is the security exchange commission have actually approved iShares bitcoin um spot etf and this sent a lot of bullish um how i put some bullish movements or some bullish uh, feelings to traders and we saw bitcoin hitting 30k doors or the 30k region within some few hours but then they came back coin telegraph came back and they like they were like that was false rumors and guess what the whole market was liquidated of about 100 million dollars was lost to the market the funny thing is that people actually digged out and found out that coin telegraphs why they before making these statements they actually launched um bitcoin the futures market and they made close to not even close to they made more than two million dollars just within few minutes of you know playing with the whole market just imagine and we lost 100 million dollars getting liquidated now what does this say about the crypto space this doesn't really give um room for newbies or you know avenues for newbies to consider coming into the space when they see how easily manipulated it could be now we had coin telegraphs going on amas they had some kind of like a live session with mario we all know mario the favorite the the popular um space guy on x mario nafal or nawal shit i forgot his name sorry guys uh you know they were like it wasn't their fault blah 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 but you guys actually just ruined the market what else can we expect now one good thing i'm going to be taking away from this whole drama is the fact that we could see liquidity just lying down and waiting for a perfect moment for them to come back into the space just imagine now a lot of people because this spot etf is something that is going to cause a bullish catalyst for the bull run we're all waiting for and this just so that there are lots of money and funds just waiting down for you know the right indicators to come that okay the market is about to get some kind of relief and boom 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 we're going up guys yeah but that's it for today guys that's the whole drama that has been going on just this starting of the week and coming down to today's episode guys i'm gonna be having one of the top leading NFTs on the Avalanche ecosystem. Now, like I said earlier, I'm some kind of like Avalanche community guy. And this month of October is going to be me highlighting lots of Avalanche projects on my podcast. When I'm talking about one of the top leading NFT marketplaces, I'm talking about no other than chicken NFT. Buck, 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 buck. I'm trying to buck like a chicken. <laughs> Don't about me, guys. And I'm going to be having the founder, um, Shabok Hummers and he's gonna be you know we're gonna be taking a deep dive into what chicken nft really is you know the gaming ecosystem how they are trying to like build economics and what future partnerships will be coming up with you know with the team and what else they'll be building for this year 2023 now as always there's gonna be some alphas in this episode and towards the end of this episode as well you guys are gonna get a surprise if you listen to the end now Okay, I don't think you guys know about this, but you know that Sherbok is like a nomadic guy. He travels a lot. <laughs> I found that really, really interesting. You want to know more about him? Stay tuned and I'll be right back after this short break.
Hey guys, and welcome back from that short break. Pretty glad to still have you guys here with me. And just like I said, I'm going to be joined by one of the best, <laughs> one of the best founders of the NFTs on Avalanche um, ecosystem. I'm joined by the founder of Chicken NFT, Sherlock. Sorry, Sherbok. <laughs> I think I have problem like with pronouncing the name, but it would be good if you like, you know, correct me how to pronounce it. <laughs> Thanks, Fizzy. Yeah, Sherbok. Sherbok Holmes, just like the the infamous notorious detective. Um, appreciate the warm welcome, man. It's a pleasure to be on here talking with you. Big fan, been listening um to your podcast and, and all the AVAX projects and Avalabs employees you've been interviewing um for a long time now. So Thanks again for having me, man. Really excited. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for the shout out. And yeah, I'm really, really excited having you as well. But uh, I want to like know, are you, what country are you from? Sorry. I'm, I'm, um, I'm from Australia um, for most of my life, but I do have um, a background in the UK. Uh, so I'd like to think my accent isn't as heavy as other Australians. Um <laughs> These days, I'm also living in Thailand as well. So uh, I'm all over the shop, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I was really, really excited when you told me you were, you were in Thailand. I was like, wow. I was expecting, like, you're going to tell me like, you're somewhere, let's say, New York. Or... How did you find yourself in Thailand? <laughs> Great question, man. Um, I've been to Thailand a few times over my life um, and had some fun with it on, on you know, on holidays. Um, actually, uh have a couple of friends here, some people from the chicken community over here. And you know, for, for a long time, um, I've been wanting to do the digital nomad life. Mm. Um, and, you know, the COVID happened and then and, and chicken happened and, and all this kind of crazy stuff. So this year I've really been, um, you know, leaning into it. More. And, and Thailand, uh, I think, was was calling to me because I'd, I'd been here before. It's a really friendly, comfortable mm. country. It's um, on a very similar time zone to Australia as well, which helps a lot with work. Um, plus I had some friends out here. So I came and gave it a try uh, and and kind of fell in love with the place. I'm on Coping on this this beautiful little kind of hippie tech bro island. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, found myself here for, for a few months. And, um, you know, I'll be here till the end of the year. Um, we'll see where I end up after this. Um, maybe somewhere Europe, maybe the Americas is kind of calling my name. Um, but just taking it play by play, man. Oh, so you're, you're more like a digital nomad. But are, are you married? No, b- bachelor out here on on my own, traveling solo. Um, no baggage, no nothing. Just just me in the world. Yeah, man. I think I lo- I love that kind of life. You know, just traveling around the world. You know, you don't have some kind of like responsibility. Like, oh, the family's back at home. They're missing me. But yeah, it's really, really cool. I hope you get to like, you know, document your journey. I'd love to check it out sometime. Maybe some kind of videos or some kind of streams or what. That's a great suggestion. And, and you know, I've been really um, t- taking the time to to take more photos, take more videos just in my my personal life. Um, I've always been super grateful for my, my family, particularly my dad, for always doing that growing up. And we have this amazing archive of family photos and I, I treasure it so much. Um, and, and, I've been wanting to, you know, more of the same and, and putting that on social media as well has been kind of a fun motivator for that. Um, and I've been putting up more kind of like fun travel vlog stuff going around token 2049 a few weeks back and, mm-hmm. and um, it's been well received and it just, it, it makes a bit of fun when there's people who, who kind of care about it, right? <laughs> of course. 
and uh, coming into um the kind of space we're currently in right now it's it's really really cool to like see so um you know let's let's get started with while we're here you know i want to know more about chicken and fc because i've definitely been seeing lots about you guys i will say you guys have a very very solid community when it comes down to the avalanche ecosystem a very solid and committed community but let's let's take it back to how we all started how did this whole dream all start in 2021 mm, mm, yeah man great question let's let's wind back the clock um so <laughs> The project began officially um, with the the opening of the mint of the chicken NFTs, which was on the 12th of November, 2021. Um, now, we had been cooking um, for a fair few months before that as a mm. team. Um, we came together, uh, so, so a bunch of Australians, um, you know, I would really say that on the team, another member, uh, BBQ, was uh, really the, 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 crossing ro- the crossroads for everyone. Um, and, you know, through him, um, we connected a few months prior, um, ragtag team of, of devs and DJs and, and artists. We, um, we're all interested in, in NFTs, um, specifically. And I think, you know, Clock BBQ and myself, um, had the most experience, uh, in, in the NFT scene. Um, I'd recently been working, uh, at, uh, a cryptocurrency kind of news and, and um, reporting firm in the an- analyst department. Um, and I just led a, a big report on NFT. So, so I was really excited. Um, I'd kind of been red pilled on the concept. Um, you know, the market was still humming at this point. Uh, and we, we started putting our heads together. It was, you know, we're all still kind of working, doing our full-time jobs. Um, and, and um, on the weekends in our spare time, um, tinkering with ideas, um, we, we pretty early on um, noticed that the 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 meta and the industry for NFTs was um, very focused on PFPs, while the technology had had moved on to uh, enable things like dynamic metadata and and upgradable contracts. Um, so we saw an opportunity in that um, to make something really fun, something interactive, right? Um, something with with token emissions um, and and upgradability and and all these kinds of features to really distinguish ourselves. Um, and, and that's what we obviously started looking at, um, different chains outside of Ethereum, things with cheaper transactions and faster finality. Um, so we could, uh, really explore what, what this, this token standard could do. Um, so we, we were playing with things and throwing ideas at the wall and, you know, there's, there's a lot of different moving parts when it comes to an NFT project. Um, and where I think it really synthesized into, into the chicken we know and love. Um, was Hen Solo playing with uh, the art generation tool um, with Gravy, who's our artist. And uh, there was kind of throwing in a bunch of different assets and just uh, just playing with it, seeing what happened. Um, and and Hen Solo started using this, this kind of classic uh, chicken, right? This, this chicken we've all seen before, um, almost as like a default. And once we started putting some hats on it and some, you know, goofy little shoes, we were like, this is actually kind of hilarious, right? It's, <laughs> it's kind of cute. It's kind of goofy. Um, we'd never seen, you know, a sort of chicken themed NFT, yeah. um, you know, get really popular in the space. So that, um, that kind of stuck, you know, we, the term mimetic um, was thrown around a lot, you know, and, and it, there's lots of like cock jokes and puns and these kinds of things very naturally emerged. Um, and, and then from that, uh, it sort of, again, very naturally became, well, um, chicken lay egg, right? So this idea of tokens emission, 
um, fit, fit in quite nicely. Uh, and then credit to Clark Norris, um, you know, he really championed this, this concept of the tripe tokenomics, um, which was the original tokenomics um, of chicken, uh, which, which is this, the simple of chick- chicken lay egg. You stake your egg for feed, feed your chicken, it gets bigger and it lays more egg. Um, and it was quite an elegant, quite a simple um, little game. Um, you know, it, it incentivized LP, it, it had upgradability, um, and there was a lot of potential there for building on this, this initial system. So once we, you know, had that concept, um, it synthesized over the, the following months and um, we ramped up into a mint um, completely organically, right? We, it was literally just six friends from Australia, um, no VCs, no, no big marketing budgets, right? Um, we, we gave out a bunch of uh, free NFTs to some communities and um, tried to make as much noise as possible, but it, it was a slow mint. Um, but, but over the week, we picked up momentum. And, and then a week later on the, the 19th of November, um, we minted out the, the 10,000th chicken. Um, and well, <laughs> that's when things really started to get crazy. Yeah, but would you say like when you guys were actually starting um, or kickstarting this project, you actually said it was going to be really, really big like this? Or you're just like, oh, let's give it a shot, you know, let's try and see where we go? Well, I, I, in my experience, I think very few people get into get into something that um, gets this big with, with that intention, you know? <laughs> and if someone does, like, that's that's incredibly powerful, right? <laughs> I mean, we obviously hoped that it would become this big but yeah, um, yeah. you know if you if you told me two years ago you would that i'd be it. sitting here today talking to you i wouldn't have believed them right <laughs> yeah that's that's really true that's that's really true so but now like i guess like you know how the whole concept about chicken came about who actually came up with the name you know like okay let's name it chicken oh, let's name it chicken good question <laughs> such good question you i think you know what what came to my i think gravy um championed that i and yeah i think bbq had a good say on that too um uh-huh. we definitely really wanted to call it something super simple and i think um oh man you really it's <laughs> a really good question i haven't i haven't thought about this in a long time <laughs> i've got share book on the hot seats guys <laughs> i'll say gravy and bbq nailed it and and they can have all the flowers for that Okay, okay, Graving and BBQ. Like he shout out to you guys for coming up with such such an amazing name that was, you know, that was really turned out really, really great. But I want to ask you now, how long have you been in the crypto space? Mm, good question. Um, it's I've had like a long journey in crypto, you know, um, and I'm a fairly young buck, right? So mm-hmm. it's been in 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 a kind of funny ways, like very formative. Um you know, in my teen years and my, and my university days, I would say I, you know, really, really started diving into the space in 2016, 2017. And that was kind of my um, foray into understanding the tech and and the philosophy and the history um, of the entire industry. And, um, you know, I was, I was in uni and I was, I was building mining rigs with my friends and trying to code trading bots and um, mm-hmm. just trying to find the opportunity in, in the bull market, right? Um, before then, I'd, I'd kind of dabbled and seen it around. Um, and when I was much, much younger um, in early high school, uh, I tried to convince my my parents um, to buy some super naively. Um, and uh, of course, they were like, that's a terrible idea. Um, I had no of idea what course. I was talking about. But it's been, you know, I've been sort of orbiting it for a long time. Um, but then 
uh, sort of after 2016, 2017, um, I got really inspired by the space and realistically, I did, you know, I did make a buck. If anything, I would have lost a bunch of cash. Um, but the, the philosophy of the space, um, you know, the cypherpunk roots, the kind of, um, self custody and freedom and, uh, decentralization really, really fascinated me. Um, and I think is what, what kept me around, um, and, and inspired me to, you know, uh, focus more on these, these kind of finance, um, and economic topics um, in my studies, and ultimately, you know, start a career in the space. Wow, wow, really big kudos, man! Being in the space since 2016. Wow, I think I got into the space 2019, <laughs> and you're you're kind of like way way ahead of me. Like you're saying, you've been building mines. You know, oh shit! <laughs> I didn't start doing all those kind of shit till after let's say 2021. I really decided to like you. Know, let me deep. Let me take a deep dive into what crypto is, and uh, that's how I kind of like started my rabbit hole. But then I want to ask you: This is kind of like way outside of crypto, though. At your age right now, with your current status right now, do you have any regrets in your life? Oh, regrets. Good question. I, I don't think I have any any major regrets. I think I'm still kind of working on that <laughs> as I live my as I live my life, um, I, f- I feel pretty good. I think, you know, probably, probably some of the things I feel, um, that I could, you know, improve on. It's always just things like keeping those strong connections with your family and your roots and staying true to yourself and, you know, being convicted. Um, you know, the, sometimes I feel like in life I can be too much of a people pleaser. And I've had times where I've made regretful, regretful decisions, um, mm. just to try and please someone. You know, um, so these kinds of things, I think it's staying true to yourself, staying convicted, um, at being, you know, confident, um, and, and not taking shit from anybody. Right. I, I think that's, that's kind of some of my recent learnings. Well, cool, man. Not taking shit from anybody. I love, I love that part. <laughs> and that's going to stick in my head, like for a very long time. So now let's come down to, um, the team. I know you guys are currently, you could currently have an amazing team on the chicken NFT, but would you mind like telling us who's on the team and, you know, a little bit more about the teams? Definitely, man. Let me give you the rundown of the dream team. Um, so we have a core team of six co-founders who've been here since day dot. Um, we really do everything here. Um, you know, we built this, this entire project with our bare hands. Um, blood, sweat, and tears. So you've got myself, Sherbock. Um, official job title is COO. So I'm doing a bunch of the daily operations, you know, calendar management, working with contractors, setting up people's tasks, um, taking meetings, all these kinds of things. Um, mm-hmm. But then my other major role is dealing with the tokenomics, um, dealing with the intricacies of the game design, um, uh, as well as product design. Um, you know, kind of uh, tertiary chicken. So dealing with a lot of the numbers, a lot of the tokenomics, et cetera. Um, we've then got Clark Norris, who uh, is our front man, CEO, charismatic leader. Um, as I was saying before, he's the man who's got a lot of the the big vision ideas, the concepts when it comes to directing chicken. Um, you know, we put him front facing. He's incredibly charismatic, a fantastic public speaker, great in a meeting, um, deal maker, handshaker. He's an absolute gun. Um We've also then got Gravy, who's our lead artist. Um, Gravy has done everything from the NFTs to mm-hmm. uh, the brand design to every single word mark, every single icon, all of the in-game assets. 
um, all the you know <laughs> content you see on social media. Mm. Uh, we, we whip him hard, but um, he's done amazing work and and shifted the brand um, over the, over the last several months to, to an entirely new art style and, and really matured the whole project. Um, we've then got uh, BBQ, who is uh, in charge of our finances, in charge of our treasury, does a lot of our macro um, outlook, helps us navigate the market. He's um, a sort of very deep OG degen, um, a lot of connections in the space, um, a lot of insight into um, making decisions uh, in this market. Um, we then have our two devs. Um, so I'll start with KFC. Um, he's our lead on uh, everything smart contracts. Um, he has built out um, all the contracts led on all the audits, handles a lot of the security implications um, and <laughs> works with me to, to translate um, all of the crazy mechanics that Clark and I cook up um, into the 24 kilobyte solidity contract limit, um, which can be mm -hmm. a challenge. So um, yeah, bless KFC. And, and he works uh, hand in hand with Hen Solo, um, who handles um, basically everything outside of smart contracts as well. Obviously, he dabbles, but all of the infrastructure from um, the front end to the APIs to um, art tooling um, for, for generating the NFTs, um, you know, server loads uh you know basically everything else he's he's on top of it um uh you know outside of those guys we've got um a whole fleet of of um contractors and as such we work with um you know from marketing guys to to web devs um game designers web designers um a whole family of, of fantastic people um we work with well that's 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 a huge, huge number of people you know, dev, call team, graphic designers. I, I'm sure you guys have some moderators on the team as well. Oh, sorry, say it again. Some who on our team? No, I was asking, like, I'm sure you guys have got some moderators as well on the team. Oh, yeah, we have a, oh, the mod squad. Huge shout out. Yeah. Um, Nifty, One Third Nerd, Mytho, and we've got, I think, five or six mods on right now. Um, as well as yeah, you know, an esteemed community of <laughs> of people who build amazing stuff um, and contribute to the chicken ecosystem, from tooling to yeah, to moderators, um, meme creators, um, mm. people literally making full fledged games right now to contribute. Wow. Like yeah, the, the team extends very very far um, because of the community. So is is, is everyone on the team getting paid? <laughs> Well, everyone, everyone in the uh, everyone in the team's getting paid, man. The moderator's getting paid, neg, right? We make sure everyone gets. But there's a lot people will do um, with with if you just give them the tools. Like a great example is um, the Eggburn tool, right? Created by um, Search for Yield, who's been mm. with the project for a long time now, and he's been he spent a lot of money on building the third party tool purely um, to just uh, augment the chicken experience, right? With with um, dashboards and and detailed detailed tokenomics and we never paid that man a dollar, right? He doesn't even show up in the Discord, you know? We just catch him on Twitter spaces um, and the occasional real-life event. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible stuff, really. Wow, wow. That's, like I said, you guys have a very, very committed community. But you know, how, do you, how do you guys tend to, like, you know, fund, fund the Chicken NFT project? Or how do you guys get to, like, generate funds to, you know, cater for expenses and every daily, you know, stuff that, that are usually running up an organization? Sorry, was that how do we allocate uh, no, funds for spending? Was that no, no. How do you, how do you guys generate funds? You know, to cover up for your costs for expenses. 
Yeah, sure. So we mostly cover our funds um, from royalties through our native marketplace. Um, and we do about 99% of the volumes um, of our collection on the chicken native DAP. I think to date we've done on the DAP about 25 plus million dollars volume um, and then another another couple milli outside of that on um, third party uh, marketplaces. So wow. that's really our bread and butter. Um, uh, and we also have um, a team allocation of egg and we're also looking at, at different paths to monetization with our game ecosystem as well um, as the industry shifts. Uh, there's also obviously mints. Um, it's been a hot minute since we've done one. Um, and in fact, we actually did a whole mint, uh, the farmland mint in uh, uh, LP tokens, which were burned. Um, so giving back to the ecosystem a little bit there. Okay, guys. No, I think we've got this like know-how they get to, you know, generate funds, you know, in terms of like covering expenses and all. I, I'm sure lots of people have loved to like know that part. So now we're going to like talk about, you know, you guys, you guys kind of like have a tree token architecture, you know, that works in your ecosystem. I think I saw feed, I saw egg, I saw warm, you know, how, how do these, um how do these um tokens, how do they get to like drive gameplay? How do they get to like drive the chicken NFT ecosystem? Yeah, man. Let me let me give you the rundown, and I think a historical perspective um, is best here to, um, I guess, illustrate how the ecosystem has has grown um, since inception. So, originally, I, I talked about before this this tritokenomic model, um, which is which is where it all began. Um, really, the core innovation, and I think a reason for why we initially launched with so much hype um, is because we weren't just a PFP; we had uh, a fun little game loop. Uh, which was all on chain, right? And um, at the core of it all, um, and this and this is always the case, is that uh, that chicken lay egg, and, and egg is the fuel for the rest of the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, so you buy a chicken NFT, and every day that chicken NFT lays you egg tokens, which you can then claim. Um, now, how uh, the tokenomics originally worked was that you would then stake your eggs uh, mm-hmm. within our DAP, and that would earn you the feed token. Um, now, this was available through uh, LP farming, right? So you'd, you'd provide LP with egg AVAX and then receive feed. Um, and we had some some other ways in the ecosystem you could earn feed as well. Um, you would then take that feed, burn it, uh, and feed it to your chicken. Mm-hmm. And that chicken would get bigger and um, it would level up its KG, which is all written on chain to the, to the dynamic metadata. Um, and then when your chicken levels up, it leaves you more egg and the cycle repeats. Um, now, this was all... Uh, fine and dandy um, and the ecosystem kind of chugged along. Um, we introduced Rooster um, as mm-hmm. the the next NFT um, along with a new token called Fert or Fertilizer. Um, and just like chicken lay egg, Rooster squirt Fert. Uh, so you feed your rooster. Um, in this case, you feed it eggs. It makes your rooster bigger. Your bigger rooster will squirt more Fert. Um, and then the use case for Fert um, came without next collection, which was farmland. Um, this is one we minted for LP tokens, uh, also an upgradable NFT, uh, but um, kind of playing on the, the the metaverse land meta, um, we introduced an upgradable NFT, which you burn egg on and you reveal new traits, new tiles on this farmland um, mm. of varying rarity and, you know, hope you pull a really nice rare one as you level it up. 
Um, you then also use the FERT tokens um, to fertilize your farmland, um, which uh, allowed you to earn more feed tokens from your LP, right? Um, so we had this um, kind of continuing to expand on these layers of the gameplay. The, the tokenomics became more intricate, um, but the next major shift was when the feed token supply um, hit its cap, right? And, and this was baked into the tokenomics from day one. Um, feed had a finite supply of 12 billion tokens, um, and that was reached after a little over a year from the start of the project. Um, so we then pivoted, um, <clears throat> we actually pivoted the entire value proposition of the ecosystem at this point. Um, you know, previously it had been very focused on token emissions mm -hmm. and we knew that wasn't sustainable um, in the long term or given the market conditions, right? A value proposition of token emissions is kind of just a race to the bottom. Um, so we flipped the script and we started focusing on this play to own uh, value proposition where users now take their tokens that they earn from their NFTs and use them to craft new NFTs, which have utility in the ecosystem. Um, and that's where we brought along the new token, which was the worm token. This was um, kind of launched as a replacement for feed in that it was the LP farm rewards, but now introduced a whole new layer of gameplay, right? Where you can use your chicken and your rooster and your farmland um, to do what we call foraging, collecting resources and crafting those resources into items, um, into NFTs, uh, which you can then trade or use for more foraging. And now as we look forward um, with the Chicken X campaign, we're allowing other projects to come um, and, and play the chicken game with their NFTs and craft some prizes um, from mm. their ecosystem um, mm. to cross-pollinate our users. Wow, 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 wow. You know, I love the way you guys, you, your team are trying like connecting the dots, you know, trying to like egg, feed, rooster. Like you guys are trying to like make sure there's no left out dots. Now you made mention about you guys, you know, align other NFTs, you know, to come play on your game and they could use their NFTs and, you know, cross pollinate like this. I want to ask, is it, is there any limitations or what kind of NFTs are actually allowed to be able to play your game? Yeah, good, good question. Um, so as we as we start with this offering, um, we're working with our closest partners on on Avalanche to kind of test out the theory, um, stay within our blockchain, so it's a little narrower um, technical scope um, to to build and deploy, um, and then you know work work with these partners um, to find the most suitable uh, number of supply and and length of time for them to be able to come and play the chicken game. Um, the number of rewards that they would like to cross-pollinate with. Um, and I think a lot of these partnerships will be uh, kind of short-term um, integrations, right, where we go for high value, big bang, get a lot of hype, um, get a lot of users uh, jumping into each other's ecosystems. Um, mm -hmm. But then for some of our partners, again, our closer partners, I, I see this as, as, as a sort of longer-term integration where we continue to generate uh, content um, and, and in sort of engaging uh, our player bases from there. Now, um, long-term, I'd actually love to have um, a permissionless system. Um, okay. And and I, I sort of won't bore you with the with the details, but a way that other people can plug into our infrastructure, um, use their NFTs in a free-to-play model, um, mm. which, which allows them to gamify those NFTs and distribute some of their rewards to their players, um, but built on the infrastructure of the chicken game um, ultimately making it a 
permissionless kind of metaverse structure where any game can um, cross-pollinate with us. Um, that's the ideal, you know, I think we'll get there one step at a time, um, one project at a time. Um, but that's a value proposition I see as being uniquely crypto um, and, and obviously for user acquisition um, and, and for growing the ecosystem um, seems like the best option. Um, that's that's not bad, guys. That's not bad. I, I have some questions I want to ask today, but I think I'll leave it for the later parts of this podcast right now. You know, <laughs> I've got yeah, I've got some questions, man. You know, I I really love projects that are building innovative, um, you know, stuffs and you know trying to like make room for other uh projects as well. You know, not just really getting it to some kind of like a setting part and all. But you guys actually have a very you know an active game right now. I know you guys have a very cool game around chicken NFTs, right? Yeah, correct. So the game we have currently is is this idle game, this foraging and crafting system. Um, you know, where you send out your chickens to forage, you equip mm -hmm. them with a bunch of, of fun items, some boots, some hats, um, optimize uh, your strategy, um, try and try and farm the best resources and find mm -hmm. gaps in the market um, to craft and and ultimately grow your farm. Um, yeah, we've got about, uh, you know, between that and and sort of the chicken roosting and the LP farming, somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000 monthly active users um, fluctuates here and there. So plenty of people coming in, playing the chicken game, mm. claiming their eggs, crafting NFTs every day. And if you want to play this game, you have to own a chicken NFT, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And this is... Um, this is a really good point. And this is one of the, the, I think the biggest hurdles for us um, quite literally is that you do need the chicken. You do need uh, a farmland as well. And, and a chicken these days goes for at least 300 bucks. Right. Ooh. So um, it's kind of tough to get into this game. Right. Um, it's, a, yeah. it's a blessing and a curse for us. Um, but th this is something we're actively looking um, at, at reducing that barrier to entry uh, with this partner foraging and, and chicken X campaign. Uh, I explained before. Boy, is there any way, like, I obviously don't own a chicken NFT, I'm gonna lie, I don't own a farmland. Is there any way anyone who doesn't own your NFTs could try out your game? Yeah, so you, you'll ultimately need to come uh, and get an NFT at some point. There are, there are a couple ways you can get into the ecosystem now and play the game, um, you know, w without having to spend 300 bucks plus on a chicken. Um, but realistically, this is something that you know for free you can't come and play the chicken game meaningfully right now um and and that's a problem where it would you know really trying to solve um because if, if we're going for a user acquisition play um we say we want to give them a taste of the honey right and yeah. and then soon they'll be they'll be back for the whole beehive <laughs> okay guys if you guys wanted to try out the chicken nft game if you don't own a chicken ah really really sorry though but you know they're actually making plans to make it a little bit more accessible for everyone i'll be on the sidelines waiting though you know i'll be on the sidelines waiting to try one of these one of their games and i try to give out a review because i started some game five review on my x channel and you know i guess like play lots of games and give out my reviews and i would love to do that um for chicken lfc's so moving well let me oh sorry to jump in let me hook you up after this um, I can hook up with a farmland NFT, my friend. And for anyone listening, I think I think if you're interested, that's where you can jump into the ecosystem. Um, so for around fifty bucks for an NFT, and you can um, start to play with crafting um, and foraging and um, 
getting your hands on with it. So, Fizzy, it'd be my pleasure to hook you up, man, with a couple of tokens as well to get you started. Um, and I'd love to hear your feedback. Oh, amazing, amazing, guys. <laughs> amazing. I just got a farmland NFT from Sherbrooke himself. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, man. But you made mention about um, farmland right now. And it feels like it's one of those NFTs that you really, really need in having a very good gaming experience. But what other NFTs really like tend to like enhance? Is it um, a roster? or a chicken or what are like how would i put it that gets like enhance a very nice gaming experience with um, your game yeah i let, let's focus in on on the farmland because i think this is okay. a a great way for people to enter into the ecosystem mm-hmm. um but b it has a lot of really fun features um so i think firstly there's the gamified lp so it's an upgradable nft um which as i explained before you can flip tiles and um, expose new traits on it. Uh, and um, KFC was just reminiscing uh, in, in a podcast he did uh, earlier this week about how he flipped um, a tile on his 10 AVAX farmland um, mm. ended up selling it for a hundred. Um, so that's, that's a really fun way just to start. You also have the gamified LP so you can um, start upgrading with FERT and uh, boost the number of worm that you'll be earning from your egg AVAX LP. Um, with that, then you can jump into the foraging and crafting side of the game. And now while you might not have a chicken or a rooster um, to actually start your foraging and crafting, um, which is something I definitely suggest, but <laughs> it might be, might be tough on the wallet. Um, you can then yeah, start to actually interact with our, with our crafting market um, and, and our crafting mechanics, right? So uh, on your farmland, this is where all of the foraging, all of the crafting and decomposing mm-hmm. Um, occurs and we have a market right now um, I think it's about 120 different items um, and blueprints floating around so once you have a farmland um, you can start to take blueprints and decompose them into these resources and craft them into new resources find gaps in the market start flipping blueprints um, and and really getting uh, hands-on with the game mechanics we have Wow, wow, wow. You know, the part where you said start flipping, uh, there was something you said start flipping, and I was like, just imagine myself, you know, flipping my farmland and making it really, really big and making money from GameFi. It's really, really exciting just seeing the fact that with your mobile phone or your, just you being on the internet, you could make money, like just like a lot of people do with Axie Infinity and, you know, selling XL, um, SLP. It's really, really a very exciting time being in this space right now. But how 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 um how active is your market? How active do traders on your market tend to like sell more items or buy more items or what? Let's have a look here. Um, so chicken usually usually runs um the majority of volumes or at least the leading NFT volume um mm-hmm. on Avalanche. Uh, mm-hmm. so if you jump on say Avalytics on any given day, um, which I'm attempting to load right now, but it's being a little bit slow. Um, what do we got? One week volumes for I, I, chicken. Are you checking Joe Pegs? I'm checking Avalytics um, because we do most of the volumes through our native marketplace. Um, Ooh, so this cool. week, so far alone, uh, on a list of look, we got the last week since October 10th. We've done about ten eleven thousand dollars of volume 
mm. uh, yeah, thousand plus AVACs. Um, and that'd be across all our collections. So chicken, rooster, blueprints, and farmland. So there's definitely still chicken um, uh, players and, and a fairly liquid marketplace there. I'd say chicken and rooster and farmland uh, in that order are the most liquid of our assets. Mm. Um, but they're certainly very tradable. Um, and as I said, we're bringing in um, new users into this market um, as a part of our Chicken X campaign. So we'll hopefully bringing it back to those glory days of the bull market, um, mm. you know, 50 grand plus per day volumes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really, really crazy. But you guys are not doing bad. I would like having like $11,000. That's kind of like really, really low, but come on, man. Some people are saying NFTs are dead. Some people are saying NFTs are not dead. And you guys are still pulling or acting or having um, you know, some active market buys. And that shows a great about um your NFT project. But currently right now, what's the floor price for um a chicken, a roaster, uh a farmland? Let's have a look. So last I checked, a chicken was around 22 AVAX, which is about 230, 50 odd bucks. Um mm-hmm. But then as you know, as you get your more sort of um, chicken are very priced based on their KG, right? And so if you want a bigger K, uh, KG, if you want a big chicken, very quickly going to pay more. Uh, I believe a rooster is somewhere around seven or eight AVAX. Um, and I think farmland as well just shot up over the last few weeks from five to, to seven odd AVAX floor as well. Wow, wow. <laughs> Killing the numbers. So, guys, um, I think we'll be going on a short break very soon. I've really, really had, you know, a very interesting uh, moment with Sherbrooke. Um, we've gotten to know how the whole chicken NFT got started. And, you know, gotten to know, like, as a nomadic guy as well, who loves traveling. <laughs> okay guys glad having you back after that short break and uh, i still have sherbrooke with me um the founder of chicken nfts one of the top nfts on the avalanche ecosystem and we've taken a deep dive into what um the whole ecosystem feels like you know talked about the uh token economics no we've not talked about the token economics sorry. we talked about the token system um we've also talked about you know some some key NFTs that tend to like enhance a very good experience if you want to like play out their game. So, um, Shebo, I want to ask you guys right now. Um, I think you guys have a launch pad, if I'm correct. It's um egg rights. And what really is egg rights your launch pad all about? Oh, uh, egg night. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh, egg night. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, a little play on egg night. Um, we. Yeah, so this was, um, I guess, one of the many experiments we've, we've done in the ecosystem. It's It's been a few months since we um, did a launch through that. And I think largely um, because we haven't had too many people putting their hands up to launch projects um, at the moment. But we did uh, launch uh, six or seven different projects um, mm-hmm. or, or kind of partner with established projects through this infrastructure, um, mm-hmm. which, which, was, which was, yeah, it was quite interesting, actually. So... This was a, um, a platform we built uh, to to help projects gain traction, um, leveraging the chicken user base. Um, mm-hmm. And this was um, achieved through through a gamified mint, um, actually uh, very similar to mechanics to how we launched the rooster collection. Um, and, and how this works is um, we call them egg burn races, um, but it's a leaderboard 
with a set amount of time um, and sometimes um, a few, uh, I guess, fun twists sprinkled in. Um, but the short and sweet of it is, is, is burn as much egg as possible within a set amount of time and your position on the leaderboard um, determines the uh, NFT that you will receive um, from the partner project. So we we partnered with a, with a bunch of different projects. Um, you know, some of, the, some of those projects went on to be very successful, some of them didn't. Um, and this is everything to partnering with, with Shrapnel. We helped launch a bunch of their SCU uh, NFTs um, for their game. We, we partnered with one of our um, OG community members. I actually brought him up before, One Third Nerd, um, to launch his mm. uh, Fidgetal Glass Coils collection, um, which, which was a series of, um, of, well, literal glass coils that he hand blew himself um, and, and launched through the project. Um, a number of other... Um, uh, either spin-off projects from from Chicken um, or uh, projects looking to to integrate with Chicken ecosystem. Um, so yeah, we ran about six or seven launches through that, um, burned millions and millions of eggs um, through that mechanic, and it's something we're actually looking at um, rekindling um, through through this Chicken X um, and and partner foraging system um, that I've been talking about earlier. Mm. Now, one thing I found really, really um, and, um, exciting about most launchpads is like um, there's this kind of meta around launchpads. Like, you know, most about all these IDOs, not really NFTs, though. The first project that gets to launch on your launchpad, um, let's say they, how it gets to perform in the market gets to determine how, you know, other projects are going to launch how will I, why will i say that way is because that's the way most of um you know most of the users or most of consumers tend to like think if the first project couldn't like give a very good um you know return or couldn't do really really well what's going to make the other projects now do really great on that launchpad so what really was the first project that launched on the egg nights launchpad and how would you say it did well in terms of like in terms of like a review you know, floor price community everything associated with an NFT market. Yeah, let me take a quick look here at the Ignite platform and who okay. yeah, who, who did first? we launch first? Yeah, so it looks like I just want to make sure I'm right here. Yep. So it looks like I think Edgy Eggs were first. So this was a pretty this is a pretty interesting project and they ended up doing pretty well, but I think they've gone quiet for the last few months may have been shaken out mm. by the bear market but this was one of the few spin-off projects um based on the chicken ecosystem um they had a bunch of really cool 3d uh uh egg themed nfts um and they ended up using their mint proceeds uh, to con contribute to the lp pool um uh, and upgrade one of their farmlands and they distributed um, the rewards from those farmlands back to their users. Um, and I know to this day, uh, mm. there are still heaps of people in the chicken ecosystem who are farming their mm. edgy, uh, edgy eggs um, okay. to this day. As the floor price, I haven't seen in a while. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't think that they are the most liquid collection, um, mm. but they're still around. And I imagine they'll resurge again um, once the bull market starts ripping. Yeah, okay. Okay, thanks. Thanks for that information. And I want to ask you right now: You guys are trying to be an avalanche. How's it been being an avalanche? Why did you guys pick avalanche in the first place? And has there been some kind of like support from the Avalanche team at some point in time? 
Yeah, good question. So what brought us to Avalanche initially, um, I think it was twofold. I think the first key consideration was um, the scalability, the fast finality, the low transaction fees. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that with dynamic metadata and upgradable NFTs, our users were going to be writing to the blockchain and signing a lot of transactions. So we needed um, something which could enable that. Um, and Avalanche was one of the, the top contenders mm-hmm. at the time. Um, our other consideration there um, was the, the the cultural and community consideration. Um, you know, at the time we uh, Avalanche really hadn't had its its time in the limelight um, for for NFTs specifically, um, and we'd mm-hmm. we'd seen the success of some projects. Um, I think we'd seen a bit of a um, a bit of demand for gamified NFTs on Avalanche again because of the the infrastructure there. Um, and we honestly just saw fertile ground and and, a, and an active community, um, which we uh, could could sort of compete more realistically in um, compared to something going on Ethereum, um, where uh, we we, you know, we we were just the small small fish in a big mm. ocean. Um, so so that's what brought us there initially. Um, in terms of uh, building on Avalanche, you know. Uh, I, the tech is is fantastic, and yeah. um, KFC always touts how he's he's never really had a significant issue. We've never had any downtimes. You know, APIs work great. Um, we all the test infrastructure um, is there for us to um, mm. you know make sure things are working before we deploy them. Um, so that that is all genuinely a pleasure. Um, yeah, working with Avalabs over the years. Yeah, you know we have a, we have a decent relationship. Um, with them, they've been kind to us in terms of letting us come to um, summits and, and putting us up on mm. on the main stage. Mm. Um, and and I'm, I'm regularly, you know, talking to them, um, mm. particularly about when it comes to kind of community uh, and 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 sort of interfacing um, on that side. Oh no, I'm I'm really excited. Like new like develop team and your team are really in contact. But if you guys let's just picture it this way: if you were to build on Solana, or if you guys actually build on Solana, do you think you guys would be this big? Good question. I I think genuinely not. You know, I I it's it's, it's perhaps a little bit of of right place, right time. Um, you know, and and that the, there was that fertile ground here, um, mm. which ended up which ended up yeah uh, pushing us you know, into the limelight, uh, would it have worked somewhere else? Mm. Hard, hard to say. I, I, I think, um, success wasn't guaranteed either way. Um, but Avalanche is, has been a great place for us to call home and, and it's allowed us to really build and mature this product, um, to, to, you know, from that conception to what we see today. So, um, I'm not sure if we would have got that far somewhere else. Okay, guys, you just get to like, you know, because I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm just kind of like, you know, trying to like picture if chicken NFC wasn't Solana, how's it going to be, you know, but big kudos again to you guys and how far you guys have built your community, built solid, you know, diamond hands to the chicken NFC ecosystem. But being an OG, like being like an OG NFT in, uh, you know, the ecosystem, how are you guys actually like contributing to the growth of NFTs on Avalanche? Are you guys supporting, you know, upcoming projects? Are you guys supporting upcoming artists? Are you guys supporting creators? How are you guys trying to contribute to the growth of NFTs on Avalanche? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question, man. And I think especially um, at the moment, this is this is kind of like a hot button topic. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think you know we've we've always so say through Ignite um, and through various integrations, we've always really been pro um, partnerships, um, and not just on like a surface marketing level, but like a um, an actual deep integration with with games um, and and lifting each other up and and you know really pushing cross pollination of user bases. And we have um, a bunch of friends we've made over the years doing this. Um, and I think over the, um, the last few months, as we synthesized the chicken X vision, this has become even more paramount, um, for us to, to grow this ecosystem. Um, and, and this harkens sort of saying before, you know, about the unique value propositions of, uh, cryptocurrency and NFTs, um, is exactly what you're saying is that your ecosystem and your, um, project like has the ability to integrate with, mm-hmm. Um, other projects with with artists and it can support everyone and through this partner foraging right where we we, we work with other projects um, to cross pollinate this this doesn't um, end with games right I think there's a natural fit there um, but we can also look at um, you know things like subscription services or or infrastructure but also we can look at supporting artists right and leveraging our user base right these thousands of of chicken farmers who genuinely just want more cool nfts and more mm-hmm. cool stuff to do right and 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 we can actually leverage that and bring new people into the limelight right get their art get their nfts get their cool products into our users hands um and similarly get our users engaging with their ecosystem right engaging with their art um engaging with their products um and bring everyone up in that regard right and and bake that in to the ecosystem, to the infrastructure. Um, so it's not surface level, but it's this, this continual integration um, and, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats, right? So uh, I think that that is the thesis. But do you guys, do you guys have any program or anything of such, you know? I just want to like, no, like any kind of program, any kind of scheme that's currently right now in terms of like supporting project because i think um savo nft you know about savo nft savo nft put out some kind of like you know a creator kind of like funding program you know to fund people and so i just want to like know like if chicken nft has some kind of plan like that i don't know uh like a funding or a grant scheme I'm probably not, not in in that regard i'm not really Sorry, like go on. it wasn't really be funds or grants i'm just giving like an example of you know one that is actually being done on avalanche maybe you guys could support artists you know give a retweet give out some sales or i don't know you guys have some kind of like big influence you know yeah no it, and i think it's it's about like leveraging that exposure and influence so i was actually just talking to um art wolfie in the last couple of days um who i've been interacting mm-hmm. with twitter who's really in on the art scene um and i think yeah when it comes to supporting um artists that's like a really important one um because games and such have their utility um and cross-pollination there um is definitely doable right getting you know partner um game items craftable in the chicken game um and vice versa you know to attract users but when it comes to artists i would really love to just support artists in Mm. in saying like hey guys you know let's work together to get an addition of, of of your art um you know out to our users um which they end up paying for and the funds go to you um and we'll get everyone excited and get you know <laughs> your jpegs in their wallet and, and just get your name out there i i really would love to support that because there is a thriving art scene on avalanche um yeah, and it doesn't yeah. get the limelight and i i think that's um it's kind of kind of tragic 
Yeah, that that's that's been true. How Avalanche really has lots of cool and amazing artists. I've spoken to a few of them. I've met them, like a few of them, and it's it's no lies, man. If you want some cool arts, you want to buy one out of one arts, check out the Avalanche ecosystem. Now, this is not me hyping it because I'm some kind of like Avalanche guy. Now it's the real truth. Uh, we at the Hive, we are hoping to, you know, start some kind of space section, but it's still on that play and in the works. I really don't want to go much into it, but when it rolls out, um, we'll definitely put it out to the public, you know, to to give us a look and, you know, come up on the Avalanche and speak with us. Now, I want to ask, I don't know, I'm going to talk more about you guys' tokenomics. How are you guys balancing, you know, token emissions from the feed to the egg to the fat, you know, in trying to like um like ensure a very sustainable, you know, ecosystem in your chicken NFTs? How how's it been? Yeah. Yeah, great question. Um, so th- there's a number of ways um to kind of sustain mm-hmm. the healthy tokenomics. Um, you know, one of the first things is ensuring there's enough liquidity around the ecosystem. For these tokens to actually be tradable, usable, um, and 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 just practically functional across the ecosystem, um, and we've done a bunch of that um, from gamified LP incentives to you know minting in LP tokens, um, which has you know sustained us to this day um, uh, across that side of the tokenomics. Then the other side, which we focus on, um, is the uh, burn of the tokens across the ecosystem. So this naturally controls the inflation from token emissions and it's also a proxy measure of um, engagement with the ecosystem um, because chicken lay egg and egg is the fuel for the ecosystem. So um, when you're doing a lot of this stuff, you'll end up using your egg tokens um, and burning them. So looking at the tokenomics um, for egg burn, we've been at a very consistent like 50 to 70,000 eggs burned Mm. uh, per day for the last several months. Um, and, And with, you know, and that's sort of versus like, somewhere between 90 and, and 110 minted per day. So we're making good he- headway into um, removing chunks of the supply. I think at the moment, um, when it comes to egg, only about 5% of the, the total token supply is, is actually in circulation. Um, Ooh, so, so the vast majority, mm, vast majority has been burned, vast majority has been put um, into LP. So these are the kind of metrics um, that that we're looking at. Um, and, and, and again, the focus here is on um, these tokens having their function in, in crafting new NFTs themselves. Um, so ensuring that there's a good distribution of them, um, that there's good liquidity and that the price is kind of reflective of the utility that you get from these NFTs in the ecosystem. Amazing. Amazing. Now, when you, when you look at the price of egg right now, I'm currently looking at egg. I think the all-time high for egg was around $9. And when you look at it today, it's 0. 0.008. Four, two, one. Is that how bad the beer markets could be? <laughs> oh, I look. It's definitely a factor, and uh, you know our ecosystem is tethered to AVAX. Um, so at the mm. end of the day, what AVAX does is yeah. what is what we do. Um, you know, but you know, like at the end of the day, the token price goes down, and people don't like that. And and we we this is why we purposefully put the shift um, of the the utility of the ecosystem to play to own, where we're focused on. Um, crafting NFTs because having a project which um, emphasizes, you know, um, mm. token emissions and everyone's talking about yield and whatnot, like that, that's great when the times are good. Um, but realistically, it's not sustainable. Um, so we don't really focus on on prices much. We focus on on these tokens having 
utility in the ecosystem and, yeah. and you know, retaining the liquidity across the tokens. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very true. And, and when I look at the liquidity, the liquidity ratio to the market cap is kind of like different. And I find it really, really interesting. Liquidity is around three to $9,000 and the market cap is 270K. So there's enough money for you to trade your eggs if you want to buy, if you want to sell, you know, there's lots of liquidity and the and the chicken ecosystem. I find it amazing. But how how do you guys how do you guys tend to like you know make people not want to like sell their eggs? Apart from the fact that there's a huge utility um for it in um how would I put it in the game? Because I know everybody. Well, I mean, to everybody, be everybody wants to like make money at some point in time. Oh, no, 100%. And I think we see that reflected in, in the price action of the charts, right? And and to be honest, the utility is the core value proposition, right? The user kind of, uh, has two options when they get uh, their their eggs from their chicken. Um, you know, it's, it's well, maybe three options. It's like, do I hold on to this, right? But even if you hold on to it, you're going to do one of two things, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to sell that or you're going to go um, play the game and burn the tokens in the game. Um, so really the best we can do and and what we're um doing with with chicken x is bring on stronger incentives for our users to burn their tokens right and make that an offer that they that they can't refuse um and look ultimately it's never going to be 100 um but really getting that egg burn uh mm -hmm. over the emissions rate on a daily basis um you know would start standing us on a deflationary trajectory um and then the second play is is user acquisition Right. Yeah. And, and the more users we have, the more demand we have for people to play the game, the more eggs yeah. get burned and the happier everyone is. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of like true. But what's been your challenges? If, and if also actually, what's been your challenges in, you know, building chicken NFT? Gosh, great. I mean, great question. So, so many challenges, um, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> from a technical perspective, um, from a tokenomics perspective, mm -hmm. um, for sure. I think one challenge as well that, that every builder, um, faces is uh you're building in public and the kind of web three culture um you know having to have this constant open dialogue with mm -hmm. your community um you know ensuring that they understand the vision um ensuring that they trust you um and 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 that, that they're along right for the long haul um and and you know i think being honest with the with your community right because you are building in public you are yeah. in a public ledger um, you know, your failures and your successes will be um, completely open for the world to see, That's right? True. And and I think it's 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 been a challenge, right, for um, for us as a team, you know, being cast into the limelight, um, mm -hmm. having to deal with with expectations, um, having to balance right our own internal priorities and our own goals and our own lives um, with this this massive world, um, this these thousands of people in the community. Um, mm -hmm. this, this, this behemoth that is chicken. Right. And, and that's always a tough one, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Sherlock Holmes, right. Uh, <laughs> that this is, um, this is almost like a persona, you know, it's, it's sure it's me behind this, but, um, you know, dealing with Sherlock Holmes as, as an identity, right. And, and the pressure and the expectations, um, that Sherlock Holmes receives, right. Is, is it's very interesting psychologically. And, you know, a couple of years in, um, to doing this, I'm I'm more comfortable with it, and, and that's why I'm up here doing more interviews and you know put my name and face out there. Um, yeah. But it is a challenge, man, and and it can it, it's broken people before. <laughs> no, no, no. 
that's it's kind of like really really true when you say it's broken people you know some people it's not really easy building in public because your whole personality is out there it's just you like you're building your own project it's just you putting out yourself out there and if you don't get to sell yourself very well you won't really be able to like you know sell whatever you're building quite well as well that's how i kind of like see it but if i was to ask you again what's been your biggest moment and you know building chicken nft the biggest moment you know i think it's it's an interesting one i think you know the 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 initial euphoria of of mm-hmm. the chicken mint out um was huge and it was kind of that zero to one moment um yeah of 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 realizing you you know your life is gonna is gonna change um but i think it was really a few months after that maybe, maybe sort oh, yeah. of post um post rooster mint right which which was our third mint um, and, and was a wild success. And, and at mm-hmm. that point I'd, I'd quit my job. Mm. Um, I committed to, to this project and, um, yeah, I just remember maybe like there was a night or two there where I was just kind of sitting in my bed, just, just like, huh, <laughs> th- th- this is what it feels like, huh? You know, like this, 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 yeah. this is what the madness is. This is what wild success in a, a number of months, um, really feels like, you know? Um, yeah. so I think that was definitely the, the psychological shift there. Now let me draw you back a little bit. You said um you said you were really, really happy, you know, it changed your life when you guys sold out chicken NFT. Would you say would you say that's that sellout was kind of like a very changing moment for you in your life? For me, a hundred percent, right? And 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 I think maybe more so than a lot of the other mm. um chicken guys, right? Because I'm I'm the youngest on the team. Oh. I've been kind of just I've just spent yeah, yeah, I just spent a year or two um kind of dabbling in the space start sort of working in the space and this was like my first um proper venture right and uh, wow. started dabbling entrepreneurship and, and suddenly it all blew up right um and and so for me it was life-changing right and mm-hmm. and it's you know, chickens being my full-time job for um you know almost two years now right I, I quit my job um in in what was it january of 22 so so just a, a month or two after the mint um and and i went all in right and and i've never looked back since right and um it, it's it, this has been a journey that's matured me um it's it's been a wonderful learning experience just just hands-on um and it's you know even if this all goes away tomorrow i'd be sad um oh. but i would i would have such a, a wealth of experience um that i can leverage for the rest of my life um i'm, I'm just really grateful for that yeah man that's 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 so sweet hey <laughs> guys i'm not supposed to use the word sweet but that was really hard touching you know getting to like know like it's one of your you know yeah i'm really excited i'm shocked not excited i'm shocked and surprised knowing like you're the youngest on the team <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming. hey man i'm just i'm a young gun out here man yeah for sure and i think that as well for me like the the success of it is has been very impactful for my life and you know all these other guys on the team they got a they got a family, they got, they got a, they got a house, right. They yeah. got a, they got, they got a mortgage to deal with and stuff, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, getting, um, getting a couple, you know, a year's salary, like paid up front from a few minutes is, is great. Um, but it's certainly not life-changing, you know, but, but for me, young gun bachelor, digital nomad, <laughs> right. This is, this has opened up a whole world of opportunity. Um, yeah. so just grateful man and just trying to live that, live that life with no regrets like well you know to throw it way back right <laughs> I, I'm, I'm out here dodging those 
Okay, that that's 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 one of the dreams like of every in every young guy coming into crypto to so have that that big win that's gonna like you know push you up and you know open you to bigger doors of opportunities where you don't have to really really struggle that much. And I'm really really happy um for you, Shebo. Now I want to talk more about chicken NFTs, you know, multi-chain and all. I've seen, I, I think I saw a post about you where you made mention about you getting a contact into the Polygon team some point in time. So are we seeing uh, a vision of chicken NFTs migrating or, you know, being able to be accessible on Polygon? Yeah, that that that's exactly right. So th- this is kind of a natural flow on from um, the chicken X and partner foraging we- mm-hmm. we've been talking about today. Um, but extending this cross-pollination idea to other chains um, and using uh, Chainlink CCIP to enable that so we can access the user base and liquidity um, from all these other chains, from these bigger ponds um, mm-hmm. and bring them into the chicken dab, bring them back over to Avalanche. Um, so using the exact same mechanics I, I talked about before of, of cross-pollinating um, you know, in-game assets and, and items, um, uh, taking that, um, across chains, and ultimately, that's going to lead into a new release of a new chicken collection, um, which we, which is you know the Chicken X collection, um, which will be on Polygon first, um, and this is going to be an upgradable NFT, very similar to the original Chicken collection, um, using very similar kind of familiar mechanics there, with um, a couple of new twists, right? Um, but this is going to be um, integrated fully with the chicken ecosystem um, playable through the chicken dap uh, with with a multi-chain um, feature, again, using CCIP. Wow. So we're going to be seeing um, chicken releasing a new NFT on Polygon. Is that what you're saying? Spot on, man. That's exactly right. Okay, guys. This is an alpha brought to you by Fizi on the Hive. We're gonna be seeing, we're gonna be seeing chicken NFTs releasing a new NFT on the Polygon market very very soon. You didn't hear it anyway. You heard it right here for the first time. I'm really really excited. Is it gonna be? It's gonna be a paid mint, right? Not really some kind of free mint. Yeah, correct. It will be a, a paid mint, and we'll have um, you know a bit of whitelisting, right? We'll make sure that all the OG chickens can get in there. Um, but really, this is a user acquisition play for us. So we're gonna be. Um, ensuring that we target new users across Polygon um, and, and making sure that our NFTs get in their hands. Oh, okay, okay. Now this is me. This is me bu- putting out um, a plea to the Chicken NFT team. Could could our community at some point in time get a few white lead spots for this NFT sales? When it's going to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's talk, man. Once we're done with this podcast, hit me up, and we'll um we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll sort something out. Huh? Okay, 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 guys. You know, I've 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 got you guys every time, man. You know, you guys like my community. I I really really respect them, and I know lots of them would really love to like for real, man. They would love to hop on this NFT. You guys are going to say because they missed out on the magic you guys did on Avalanche. So nobody knows what you guys are capable of doing again in the Polygon ecosystem. It's just like you missing out on Gen 1 and you have an opportunity to get into Gen 2 and you're like, oh God, I can't miss this for anything. <laughs> Go mark your calendar because Chicken AFC are going to be giving you guys back <laughs> to back. <laughs> now, I want to ask, is there any chance we could see like, let's say some kind of like, you know, a real world application whereby Chicken NFTs could interact with 
you know, the real world, like outside of Web3? Yeah, great question. And this and this this also comes back to uh, this partner foraging and, and chicken eggs proposal. And I, I've been having some really interesting conversations um, with mm. uh, service providers to um, you know, bring some real um, real utility outside of Web three to mm-hmm. to our user bases. Um, so let's say, for example, um, you had uh, let me, I don't want to give away exactly who we're talking to. Let's say you had a password manager. Okay. Right. Um, and, you know, you can do the classic kind of play of give out a bunch of um, 20% discount signups through like a YouTuber or some kind of influencer, right, to attract people um, into your platform. Um, but with, with our platform, um, we, w- we would like to, and we have a couple of partners looking to bring similar offerings um, through ChickenX, right, to, to our user base so that our users can um, take their chickens and, you know, in the future, um, our partners can take their NFTs um, and actually craft something um, which they can go use in, in another Web2 ecosystem, right? So redeem this craftable item um, for a month's free uh, subscription to a, to a password manager, right? So, so these kinds of things we'd, we'd love to bring in um, mm. to our ecosystem. Wow, wow, wow. Really, really amazing. So when, when could we like see stops like this rolling out? Would you say next year or when? Well, I honestly, this one, I'd love to see this side of the calendar year. Um, kind of the beauty of the chicken X foraging is, is that it is um, a bit of a blank slate. And once mm-hmm. we've set the precedent um, and we start to leverage our connections, I think we're going to see a lot of people coming out the woodworks um, to leverage our user base, right. To, to stimulate um, whatever their product is to, to attract users over. So, I would like to see this coming out in the next couple of months. Um, it's it's going to start with other NFT projects, but I think very quickly we're going to see other services coming in as well. Wow. So coming up months, that's we should expect this by 2024. Lock in. We got, we got a big year ahead. <laughs> okay, guys. Now, before I go, I have just one more question for you. Now you you really 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 have a very nice community. What would be your advice to founders who would love to foster such community um, relationship you have with yours? How would you tell them to go about it? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a really good question. I think I think the first key thing that's that's really it's 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 a tough balance in crypto, um, but I think honesty and integrity and transparency is really key. And we've had a huge advantage as a team doing this because we don't have any venture capital backing. Um, we don't have any um, kind of shady founders with with a shady history, right? And and that allows us to be very honest um, and take our community on the journey with us, right? So it's not about yeah. kind of over-promising, right? It's, it's actually about um, showing your failures mm-hmm. and um, showing your successes and, and, and sort of reveling in both Right and and really leveling the playing field, so you're not seen as this kind of holy dev, um, but rather a human being, you know, um, and and treating your community accordingly. So I think that level of of being real and just and being yourself, it sounds simple, but it's actually quite difficult um, mm-hmm. in this space. So I think that's been a huge one, and I would also say a second thing for our community, and I think this 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 sometimes gets slept on. Um, by projects um, mm-hmm. because it's 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 fairly technical potentially, um, but but really the the fact we have this complete suite of tools 
for our community to tap into. Um, and I'm talking from um, the contracts themselves and, and public egg burn contracts that people can use, um, but also our suite of APIs, um, mm. you know, which uh, have given our community the tools to build onto the ecosystem itself um, independently, right? And this has just brought a level of, of enhancement to our ecosystem. It's, it's brought in builders um, and, and really intelligent, smart people who, who just want to play with the technology and contribute and, and, and have fun with other people. Um, and I think that has been absolutely paramount for us in maintaining momentum um, and, and growing the chicken ecosystem you know, into this resilient um, social, social and financial system um, mm -hmm. that, that is rigid and powerful you know, to, to market conditions, right? So, so giving the tools to your community for them to engage outside of just <laughs> saying when in the Discord, right, I think is, is huge for projects. Um, and I couldn't recommend that more. There you have it, guys, you know, giving more utilities, you know, not just, not just, it's not just, you know, just giving you guys um, a chance to just talk in the Discord, like, you know, add more utilities, I guess, like interest and excites users and members and also get like draw more eyes to you. Now, I'm really, really um, rooting for your team. You guys are like an OG project. You guys are, so, are like really, really successful right now. And I'm really excited with um you know the cross pollination to uh polygon that's that's gonna be really huge i'm not gonna lie that's really going to be that's gonna cause some kind of like wave it's gonna cause a scene in the avalanche uh community for a couple of days when it goes live and yep really really excited having you once more again you know having you come up on my podcast come share more about your project and also come give out some stuff because guys we're gonna be hosting the giveaway after um this podcast so if you got into the stage just know that you have an opportunity to win something from the chicken nft team but before i let you go could you like um you know drop your um let's say your contact details let's say your i am your ex not twitter sorry <laughs> your ex um username or you know your project um id on social media yeah let me um let me round it off, man. I just want to first say, Fizi, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a really stimulating conversation, and I've really appreciated both the the questions looking into, um, you know, chicken and NFTs. Um, but oh, okay. I I think uh, I think I lost him on this one. Now I think I lost um Sherbrooke due to some little kind of like um disconnection. Uh I had to bring him back so he could finish his, you know, his goodbye statement and also get to drop the team's um X social media channel so you guys could follow them up and get to know more about the chicken NFT. Uh now this feels like a loop. <laughs> if you listen to this, it's gonna feel like a loop, but I I kind of like apologize for that. So just bear with me on this one. Yeah, so you could like, you know, round it up just like you wanted to do the other time. Alrighty. Let me just take my brain back. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Thank you, Feezy, man, for having me on today. I really appreciate it. And I want to give you kudos again here for your super insightful questions. You completed a bunch of research, um, but not just focusing on chicken, focusing on the broader ecosystem and my own personal journey and perspectives. Um, you know, I love to talk about me. So I appreciate a really well-rounded interview, man. Um, thank you for that. You can find me on Twitter at Sherbock underscore Holmes. We're doing spaces. We're doing 
giveaways, contests, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and the main chicken account is at chicken underscore NFT. Um, we're building awesome stuff. We got heaps coming out um, before the year. It's through from chicken across chain um, to mini game. It's all happening. Um, so follow us along. Come join the group. Come meet everyone. Um, we'd love to have you in uh, the chicken ecosystem. Thanks again, Fizzy. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, man. Thanks, Showbook, again, for like coming, you know, taking our time from your schedule. Like, I, a, lot of, a lot of people don't really know this, but it's really, really late, late at night in its location. And it's kind of like just 5 p.m. down here in my location. So, there are some kind of like, you know, time differences. Like, whenever I tend to like tell people, I tend to like, you know, well, thank them for coming to speak on my podcast. It's not just me just doing it because I know lots of them tend to like skip out lots of stuff on their calendar just to make it down here. I hope I don't make you sleep a little bit late tonight, bro. Honestly, I could do with a little sleep in. So um, <laughs> thanks for keeping me up with such an enjoyable conversation, man. It's um, happy to make time. It's a pleasure. Okay. Okay. So guys, if you want to follow me on my ex uh, profile as well, you can check out at that underscore techie boy. You can follow us on the hive at inside the hive. It's a D letter D and not the T H E. So inside the hive. And as well, I'll be dropping a link to um the chicken NFTs Discord down on the description below. So if you want to hit them up, if you want to, you know, become a part of the family as well and just know how everything rolls in the Discord, do well to check them out. Until I come your way next time. I'll be doing lots of stuff and definitely releasing lots of Game 5 reviews on my X channel. So, bye-bye.